Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Friday, June 2nd. It is five minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC with Rob Kendall and Casey Daniels. We're glad you're joining us on this Friday. Let's uh, let's take our uh, attention to Chris Christie. You know, he keeps teasing that he's going to run for president. He just celebrated one of his children's college graduation a couple weekends ago. But uh, what do you think? Is he actually going to do it or is he really just trying to make Donald Trump angry? Oh, I think it's a uh, combination n- well, of the two. Nigel and I talked about this yesterday um, on Off the Rails. I think it's uh, a guy who loves to see and hear himself, mm-hmm. uh, a guy with an ego that wouldn't fit in this room, and a guy who recognizes, hey, this is an opportunity to be on TV a whole bunch, to be on, uh, you know, in on the radio a whole bunch, to be on podcasts a whole bunch. And uh, I will basically get my life catered for the next six months or however long I can financially retain donors to keep me in this thing. And my campaign will be centered around attacking Donald Trump, which will set me up hopefully for a job at an MSNBC or a CNN. Mm, I mean, it's it's, he these people are all running for the next thing. I mean, other than a DeSantis or Trump who have a chance to be president. In this case, Chris Christie's next thing is not a job in some administration. His next thing is whatever liberal network or publication will pay me for my services if I say the right thing. Yeah, we'll have him. He, he's been very vocal about Trump, saying that he will never, ever vote for Trump. But yet he, inten- he intends to strike a, a joyful and authentic tone to his presidential candidacy, which he's expected to announce in New Hampshire. It really does give you the insight to these people who run for president, so many of them, and the just absolute narcissism of these people who are trying to ascend to the highest level of office. And I I think that's one of the things that we get out of these presidential campaigns is it pulls the mask back on these individuals who attempt to ascend to the highest level of office. And it is true for many people who also run for United States Congress or U.S. Senator. Let's take Jim Banks, for example. Okay. And by the way, Jim, I'm not getting off you, buddy. So buckle up, Val. You're going to end Where for a problem. Where were you? Because I know you listen, and I know your people listen, and I know you hear this, and I know it bothers you. So get ready, Val. You're going to end for a problem. Uh, let's take Jim Banks as an example. It was Here's a great example. Guy spends the whole day going on television and podcasts and radio shows Flap, 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 flap about how he's a conservative and this debt. He always votes against the debt ceiling mm-hmm. and he's his, not going to condone this. His and, record proves yeah, he's conservative. Oh, no, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Of course, he doesn't mention that we're in this position because for 15 consecutive times, he voted for a guy who, again, Kevin McCarthy, who created this terrible deal. He doesn't acknowledge any of that or take any ownership in that. And look, you know, he's going on whoa, whoa, and she's giving him softball questions and not holding him to account on anything. So, you know, it, it, of course, he's going to go places where he's not held to account um, or, or pressed on the fact that he helped create this mess. But then after that whole day of bravado and bullcrap, he doesn't even care enough to show up and vote. The whole premise was the vote. Mm-hmm. The only thing you're there to do at the end of the day is vote, and he didn't vote. 
That is a level of self-absorption and narcissism and only caring about yourself that is on full display with someone like Chris Christie, who was a disaster and a failure and scandal-ridden mm -hmm. as governor of New Jersey and then is all of the things I just said enough to run for president in 2016, gets his backside handed to him, has done absolutely nothing in the last six and a half years, and goes, you know what? I'm going to do it again. Yeah, I think he's really just doing it to spite Trump because he is polling at 1%. It's just not there. It's not happening. He is there to be as mean to Trump as he possibly mm -hmm. can do. Can do. Boy, that's some Biden grammar there. He's there to be as mean to Trump as he possibly can be and try to finagle his next paycheck out of it. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what he's doing. And there are people who hate Trump enough that they will fund him so that at least he can, in name, run a presidential campaign. He can live in Iowa or New Hampshire or whatever, and then he'll be on all the television shows, and he will be, just like Liz Cheney was, a useful tool to say bad things about Donald Trump. Okay, so Donald Trump said that he heard Chris Christie was coming in. He's at 6% polling in New Jersey, and Trump said, I love New Jersey, but 6% approval rating, not so great. And nationally, in regards to a presidential race, he's at 1%, so it doesn't look very good for him. And Trump was also taking a not-so-subtle swipe at him and his okay, so and this his is, weight. This is the thing, right, Casey? Yes. We keep talking about what people, what Trump needs to do to win over the people that he didn't win the last time. And so much of the way Trump loses people is that he needlessly engages in behavior that people deem demeaning of the office of the presidency. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't bother me, but I am only one vote. And it doesn't bother many other people, but it, they are only one vote. And there is, you know, we talk about all the time in these polls, how could you be undecided between Biden and Trump? I mean, the, the difference of these people and the views of the country, they're undecided because they know what Biden is and what he's done to the country. But the behavior of Donald Trump is so abhorrent to them that they can't see themselves pulling the trigger for the guy. And those people, you could win them back. Now, there are a lot of never Trump people or leftists or whatever you're not going to win. But there's people there that are ju just looking for presidential behavior from you and so he's doing it again where roger stone who was the longtime trump advisor you know advised everybody from nixon on down he's a you know a provocateur he's a showman he's a whatever uh tweeted out a picture of chris christie now look christie is a well-fed fella mm -hmm. okay nobody's gonna dispute that nobody's gonna deny that he's uh he, he's not gonna be stunt doubling for brad pitt anytime soon everybody <laughs> knows that and i mean i think you would say chris christie is very obese certainly unhealthy obese maybe you would use the term morbidly obese i mean i, I don't know but roger stone tweeted out this photo of chris christie now this photo looks enhanced i've seen chris christie plenty of times yes and he looks like the fat bastard character on austin powers here well that's what i was wondering when i saw it yeah it's his face it almost looks like it could be photoshopped yeah i mean he's but look christie has a serious weight problem there's no doubt 
So whether it's him or not, it doesn't matter. But it's a picture of Chris Christie. He's going for the Taft look, apparently. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Taft is the president who was once lodged in the bathtub. Yeah. Um, and Roger Stone tweeted this photo of Christie, and it says, Chris Christie needs to run, not for president. He just needs to run. It's obviously a shot at his weight. Mm -hmm. It's obviously saying, hey, you're a big fat fatty. <laughs> and Trump re-truthed it, truthed it, post this, whatever it's called, mm -hmm. on his truth social media. Mm -hmm. And okay, maybe funny. We know you guys don't like each other. But it is, again, another example of the behavior that is going to alienate you from the people who are potentially winnable. I don't get why he keeps doing it unless he doesn't actually care about winning. Well, I think, you know, he knows that Chris Christie has been coming at him, saying he'll never vote for Trump. He's been picking on him. And so this is out there. He didn't write it. He's just re-truthing it. Is that, is that okay? He didn't create it. Look, I, I'm not the morals police. I'm just telling you, and I love that there's somebody in that Mary in the YouTube chat. With you guys, it's always good for people to attack Trump, but he can't attack them. That's just plain silly. That's part of being president, is you don't Taking the high do road. things that are beneath you. No, I'm not saying George Bush, that when Chuck Schumer or the Democrats are coming at you in terms of policy or whatever they did like George Bush, you don't fight back. Mm -hmm. This is stupid. It doesn't win you one vote. Every person who was going to vote for you because you did something like this is already going to vote for you. And that didn't make one – not one person saw that and goes, oh, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you changed was, my mind. I was – I'm in now. I, I was undecided before, but since you made a fat joke. But there are people who look at this and go, it's another reminder of the horse face. She was bleeding badly from a facelift. Mm -hmm. Who say, the guy hasn't learned anything. Yeah. And he isn't taking this job seriously. And he's not being serious. People have, some people have in their mind what the president of the United States should be. Is that right or wrong? I don't know. But it's their reality. And the reality of their reality is they can vote however they want. So if just not memeing about some guy's weight would win their vote, or just not talking about some woman's appearance would win their vote. Don't do it. Why would you just not do it? Mm -hmm. Because you want their vote. It's real. See, the thing with Trump, he demands loyalty from everybody, but he all, he doesn't seem to return it all the time. Isn't that a great point? You know who? You know who? I mean, look at his former press secretary. You know who who Donald Trump is, and it just dawned on me now. He's Bob Knight. Donald Trump and Bob Knight are the same guy. How many times over the years have we seen? In the case of Bob Knight, him demand absolute, unwavering loyalty from pe to pe from people, mm -hmm. but then not offer it in return. In return, yeah. Whether it's players, whether it's former coaches, they're the same guy. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh! It just dawned on me that Bob Knight and Donald Trump are the same guy, <laughs> which makes total sense because Bob Knight was speaking at the Donald Trump rallies. Okay, let's talk about this audio that is apparently out there. It was first reported by CNN, and uh, it's this audio of Donald Trump apparently saying that he had the documents. By the way, uh, Mike Pence, it was just said that he's not going to face criminal charges based on the documents but that wait, he had. But he had classified documents in his possession. But they told my... Uh, no, timeout, Casey, Pence time is going to face criminal wait, charges. Wait, 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 timeout. 
Mike Pence is not going to face criminal charges, mm-hmm. but he had classified documents in his possession. Mm-hmm. So how is it possible that Mike Pence, who certainly, who certainly couldn't declassify any documents because he's vice president, is going to not face criminal charges, mm-hmm. but Donald Trump is under potential is under investigation and could face criminal charges? Well, apparently this audio says that he knew the documents were classified and yet he still held on to them. Yeah, well, that's what they claim. It's not been reported. Do we have Whitney, by the way? Ready yeah. to go? Okay. So Trump, this is a report from CNN. It's not been verified. Nobody's seen this. I haven't heard this audio of uh, Trump. No, but Trump, of course, couldn't help himself. He which, was on the golf course. I mean, this is like braggadocious, if it's true. And he went to Truth Social Media, and he wanted to address the supposed audio, so we'll be happy to read along. Just like the Democrat-inspired fake dossier, Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the no-collusion Mueller report, and so much else, the illegal leaked by the DOJ, FBI, and special prosecutor document story is a continuation of the greatest witch hunt of all time. And, man, this is a huge long run on sentence. Mm-hmm. Like all the others, fake news. I did nothing wrong. They did and have been doing so for a long time. Then in all caps to close it out. Great ball numbers. <laughs> Election interference. Triple exclamation point. Well, you know what? Until I hear the audio... I'm going to believe him on this. I don't know if this audio is out there of him saying that he knew it was classified and he took it any- anyway. I, uh, I, well, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that because yeah. so much of it has been, but I just, I love the run on sentences. Yeah. I mean, we've got to have a, we've got to have a, just a, some sort of gram- grammar class with Trump because I just, it's very hard to read in the Trump voice all of the run-on sentences. You need a breath somewhere, don't well, you? Well, <laughs> just tell, help, help me out, my man. Yeah. All right. Hey, when we come back, Jason, producer mm-hmm. Jason, Went back out for some more man-on-the-street action. Yes, he did. And this time, he's having you, the public, talk Trump Uh or DeSantis. 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 With Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Casey, it's time to go back to the people. Yes, what do they have to say today? So we've had uh, producer Jason with us this week, and we decided because, well, he has the charm and charisma the likes few have ever seen. That oh, we were, stop, Rob. We were going to send him <laughs> out into society to talk to you. Jason, where do you go this time? Well, you made the comment, Rob, that we couldn't find a Democrat in Hendricks County. I told you, of course, you were wrong, and uh, so I thought I'd prove that. And I didn't go to Hendricks County. I went to the, the reddest of red what used to be the reddest of red in Indiana, Martinsville, Indiana. Oh, how about that? You know, they've always been very, you know, historically very welcoming of minorities and, uh, you know, whatnot. Stop. So I thought I'd go down there and prove you wrong, and I did. 
and we'll get to that in a second. But first, I talked to a couple guys who uh, you, you guys have been talking about, of course, Trump DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's DeSantis. De- oh, yeah. I'm sorry. DeSantis. WNBC. There we go. Right. Okay. So at any rate, I'm not sure how they pronounced it down there, but I thought I would just. It wasn't DeSantis. I knew most of the folks that I would come in contact with would be Republicans. So the obvious question was Trump versus DeSantis. Which way would you go? All right. So let's start with Dennis. Ron DeSantis just announced this last week that he's, he's he threw his hat in the ring for president on the Republican ticket. Who would you like to see win that battle? Or is there somebody else on the Republican side you would like to see leapfrog over DeSantis and Trump for that nomination? DeSantis is the most likely opponent to maybe defeat Trump in the primaries, but uh, it's not looking good for him right now. Do you think Trump is jumping on him too hard? Is that looking bad for Trump? Yes, I I think Donald Trump's his own worst enemy. He can can compete without criticizing. Mm -hmm. You know, I have better ideas. Not this person is a dirtbag. It's not necessary. In fact, I think he's, like I said, his own worst enemy. Yeah, and, and Rob, I, I talked to about four different guys that had the exact same opinion. We won't listen to all of them, but basically everybody that I talked to, I, I don't, I, I'm beginning to wonder where the Trump people actually are. I know they're calling the station and complaining to you, but I'm not <laughs> finding them out there. But we, we, uh, So we'll just do one other guy, Mark, also from Martinsville. Would you say you lean Republican or Democrat when it comes to voting? Republican. As a Republican, Ron DeSantis just jumped in. If you had to vote this week, who would it go to? DeSantis. Does it bother you the way Trump has jumped on him, or does that mean anything no, at all to I you? Does just, that? I, I just I think he's he makes sense to me. You mind if I ask? Did you vote for Trump in the last election? I haven't voted ever. We'll talk about support instead of voting. Did you support Trump when he ran last? Time? Yes, I did. Okay, well, what's changed? He's kind of hard to deal with. What I've seen, they're all idiots. He's the best idiot that I've seen. That's a liner for us. Kendall and Casey, they're all idiots from what I can see. Uh, and, uh, of course, there's a DeSantis vote, but there will not be a DeSantis vote because, of course— He doesn't vote. He doesn't vote. But he supports. Of course. But yeah, that, yeah that's, uh, I'm not sure he's sending a check in either. Uh, producer Jason with yes, us sir. doing his man on the street. He went out to Martinsville to talk to society about how they're feeling. Tell me about Karen. Karen. Okay, well, Karen, she uh, basically votes the same as her husband, Mm -hmm. and she gets her information literally from her husband. Oh, I can't Nothing wrong with that. A lot of folks married, one will be interested in politics, the other is not, and they they, they feed off of that, and that's how they get there. There's a lot of people Mm -hmm. like that, male Mm -hmm. and female. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Do you vote? I do vote. Do you lean left or you lean right? Um, Republican, is that left? No, that would be right. right. Okay. So, did you vote for Donald Trump in the uh, in the last election? I did. You don't have to. You don't have to apologize. So, Donald Trump is back in this election. So is Ron DeSantis. He just announced last week there'll be a lot of people running for the Republican ticket. But at this point, who would you go with? I would probably do Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And, and why would you say that? I think he's a rock star, but I mean, I don't know all the ends, but I like what he's doing and I appreciate 
I mean, he appreciates the working hard American and wants to, you know, protect the Americans, the work, the hardworking Americans, and wants to do good stuff for good people. And he's just a good guy. Well, you you voted for Trump in the uh, in the last election. Now you want to vote for DeSantis. What did Trump do, or is there anything he did that has turned you off or turned you on to Ron DeSantis? Uh, because you were very adamant that you you are going to be for DeSantis well, and not I'm Trump. Republican, regardless of what has taken place. But I love Donald Trump. I know he did some things, but every freaking politician's a politician. They have their crap. Let's be honest. <laughs> it, it, almost, it almost seems like like DeSantis is the, the new bright, shiny object. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you wonder if that is going to tarnish between now and an election day All or, right. or the, the, the uh, primaries. Now, when you sauntered in here a few moments ago before mm-hmm. we started this segment, you said, Rob, we're saving the best for last. <laughs> Tell me about Brittany. Brittany. Brittany is the uh, the the far left leaning voter that I found in Martinsville, but she did admit, and she's an unabashed liberal, she did admit she is a transplant from Bloomington, and she her attempt is to turn Martinsville blue. All right. And, and Rob, you're going to love who she, uh, who her vote will be or who she wants to be in on the Democrat ticket. All right, let's take a listen. Would you say you lean left or right when it comes to voting? Left. Left. Okay. So do you think Joe Biden's doing a good job as president? Iffy. Super iffy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of things that he could be doing better, but I don't think he was handed a position to where he is able to do the things that maybe he would have wanted to do. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of hurdles to come across. If you're voting in the next election, would you like to see Joe run? No, I wanted Bernie. And, and why do you like Bernie? <laughs> I feel like he is more rights for the people and everyone involved, not just like the main demographic. Do you think Bernie's too old to run? He's getting there, yeah. <laughs> Even though he's getting up there in age, I think he has a political background mm-hmm. and more of the mindset of more of the people and not so much about the, He's never been really about the money. Because we all know Bernie is a pauper. <laughs> Except for when he's on his book tour. Other than his two that. or three million dollar does, does home. He have, does he have three homes? Does, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Brittany's been to either. <laughs> But, right. it, but it gets better, Rob. Oh, if we've got time, yes. it gets better because I had the opportunity. Brittany was very forthcoming. Mm-hmm. So as a unabashed liberal, I, I went ahead and pushed the envelope a little bit. With the, the men in the women's dressing rooms, should there be some sort of consensus or some way to solve that problem? I'm just a big believer that everyone has rights and the right to live the way they want to live their life. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, I don't really think what's going on in your pants and what's going on in your bedroom is anybody's business. Well, I'm speaking specifically, though, of a man coming into a women's locker room. Say you're in there, you're getting dressed or you're getting undressed. Is he a man and somebody who identifies as a woman. Uh, he's a man who identifies as a woman but still has the junk. If he's identifying as a woman and as long as he's or she is doing locker room things, I don't really, I don't personally have a problem. Well, see, adolescent me, I would look at it like if I'm in high school, why don't I just identify and get in there? Because there's nothing they can say. Why couldn't I just do that? There is that argument. I don't really feel like people are out there just identifying as something just to get a peep show because we have the internet. You can get whatever peeps you need to. (laughs) 
so the, 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 she had to go so far in the denial, she just had to say, well, I don't think people would do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has she met Dylan Mulvaney? Right. Has she met you, Rob? <laughs> well, you um, admittedly. I'm saying, I would, have, I would have been the idiot. I would have been in the principal's office. I, there's no question. But it wouldn't have just been me. There would have been other guys in my oh. high school that would have said, yep, we're going out for the volleyball yeah. team. Mm-hmm. Where's the locker room? Well, she said as long as it wasn't hurting people, but it is. It is hurting some. Well, what's people. he doing with his junk in the locker room would be the the question. My, and that's... my favorite part was she said because there's the internet. Right. Well, <laughs> she's not wrong. There is a genre for that. But but you got to hand it to Brittany. She was she had no problem, and yeah. she knew that she was going to suffer the wrath of Rob Kendall on Absolutely. the show, and she was like, "Let him at it." There you go, producer Jason, our man on the street. Phenomenal job, thank you, my friend. Thanks, Rob. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is our phone number if you'd like to contribute with your voicemail. Boy, we had man on the street. Now voicemail. It's a good Friday. Yeah, we got Susan Beckwith with Mind Your Manners yes. coming up next. It's, Lots of uh, good stuff. Trying to make you feel good heading into the weekend. So we got a lot of phone calls about a bevy of issues. And uh, one of those that people wanted to weigh in on was uh, Jim Lucas, of course, the state rep from Seymour, uh, arrested for, among other things, a DUI and... Uh, leaving le- the scene. Le- leaving the scene. Mm-hmm. And I told you yesterday that after talking to my wife, mm-hmm. talking to Micah, mm-hmm. I think the best thing for me to do, and I think the most Christian thing for me to do, rather than do the things that instinctively I might want to do in regards to my long back and forth with Jim is give him the space to hopefully make the correct decisions, which is to seek the help that he needs. Uh, Apologize Mm -hmm. to not just the people of his district, but to all 7 million plus residents of this state who he makes decisions for. And ultimately, because of this really serious lapse in judgment, do the right thing and and resign. And so he said people need to pray for Jim Lucas. They need to put him forward in their prayers and give him space, time, come to the realization of what has happened and hopefully do the right thing. And somebody called about that. God bless you, Kendall. You showed your true compassion towards the representative from Seymour in his time of trouble and need. You are indeed a good man, Rob. Thank you. Well, that was a nice phone call. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. It'll ruin my reputation. Exactly. Don't let that secret out. But everybody should pray for Jim, and ultimately it's about accepting responsibility. And I, I think we've checked. We've not yet seen any sort of acknowledgement from Jim yet. Yeah. I, I'm a little surprised about that, that there hasn't been any sort of press release or anything, not only from him, but from the... GOP. Well, and here in Indiana. So, so here's a couple things that I that are worthy of addressing. Is number one how the GOP is handling this mm-hmm. versus the Curtis Hill thing. And I talked yeah. with with some people about this. Micah, and you know, he agreed that it's fair for me to you know have this opinion and share. When Curtis Hill was alleged to have had inappropriate contact with women at a bar. Now, keep in mind, he was never arrested. A prosecutor declined to press any charges against him. He was freed of any ethics investigation the lawsuit against him was thrown out but immediately upon accusation 
Holcomb practically tore a calf muscle. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if you can tear a calf muscle, but for the purpose of this exercise, along with Brian Bosma and other people essentially condemning Curtis Hill, and so, some of them demanded that he resign or that he step down or the, the establishment brigade. And yet when it's Jim, Holcomb's thing as well, that's a matter for the legislature. I, I can't, uh, I, well, what's, what's, what, the difference? what's the, I mean, this guy was actually arrested. Mm -hmm. This guy actually is, has a mug shot, yeah. is facing charges. Yeah. Curtis Hill was never arrested. Your own ethics investigation found no... So different rules for different people. Yeah, and, and, and Todd Houston has said, well, I, uh, that's a personal matter. I'm not going to comment on that. Well, but it's not because the guy makes decisions for for everyone else. Okay, so two things. One, Jim Lucas is a co-chair of public safety, which is ironic that you know he put a lot of people in danger, himself included. And I understand your compassion and how you want to be a good Christian and you want to pray for him great but at some point he needs to come out and say something if i got completely rip roar and wasted grabbed a hammer and just started damaging all of your property in your kitchen you would expect me to apologize and how long are you going to have that compassion for me if I don't do that. Well, somebody, I talked to somebody who I know who is, uh, I consider a very good friend and also not a fan of the representative from Seymour. And we, we talked a lot about this yesterday, that acknowledgement of behavior and putting forth a plan to address that is really key in this mm -hmm. because Jim is a person who has taken great pride in going out of his way to be an agitator. And we have seen Jim many times. The property tax thing is a great example. Big bravado about how would you know there's no plan? Right. Well, there never was a plan. And instead of owning it at the end and saying, you know what, I'm sorry. You're right. You guys were right. We let you down. We have failed. I have failed. We'll address this. There was nothing on that. So there's not a track record of acknowledgement, at least in the public sphere, of belittling people and fighting with people and then not following through on your belittlement and fighting with people. There's never, there. there's not a track record of that. And this person said, we're going to see if indeed Jim is really serious about taking corrective action. We will all see this very soon. And you're right. I mean, it's been two days. Mm -hmm. We've seen the mugshot. It's not like there's kind of a discrepancy here on the high level stuff of kind of what, what happened. It seems at least pretty ironclad and the fact that there's not been that acknowledgement yet it should give people pause but again keeping in line with what i said yesterday yeah. i'm going to give them the space everybody mm -hmm. comes to this conclusion at the right time or on their at their own time i'm sorry and hopefully he will he will do that so thanks for the call on that when we come back yeah susan beckwith is going to be with us we're talking this is one for me casey yes it well and me too pregnancy i gotta see if i yeah. if i broke a rule <laughs> pregnancy, pregnancy etiquette, etiquette. yeah susan beckwith joins us next with kendall and casey on 93 wibc It's time to mind your manners with Susan Beckwith. Use your manners everywhere, anytime and anywhere. Good manners matter, all of them you have to master.
Casey, it is time to send our audience into the weekend with the etiquette and skills they need to be decent members of society. Yes, it's a nice way to to start the weekend off. And Susan Beck with the former Miss Indiana joins us now. Now, for those of you who are new to this segment, we decided to do this because, well, quite frankly, you people are despicable out in society and you need someone to tell you how to be better. <laughs> I'm oh. always afraid because I'm sure I violate a lot of these etiquette rules. Oh, yes. And I always say, hold my beer, Casey. So <laughs> we said, let's find ourselves a former Miss Indiana to tell us mm-hmm. how to mind our manners. Susan Beckwith does just that. She joins us now. Big segment this week, Casey, because mm-hmm. Susan is going to teach us about pregnancy etiquette. Susan, how are you? I'm doing well, kind of recovering from a whirlwind trip to Amelia Island, but it was beautiful, and if you have never visited, I highly recommend. All right, so pregnancy etiquette, and I want to start with the big one, and I've had to become more aware of this, obviously, over the past year or so. When is it okay to ask someone, when's your baby due? (laughs) Oh, goodness. Haven't we all been in that situation? Honestly, don't ever ask. Mm-hmm. Are 100% sure. I mean, beyond a shadow of a doubt, because that is so uncomfortable when they're not expecting. And a lot of times, even postpartum, women still look like they could be expecting. And that's a very sensitive, you know, topic for them. So, Baby Lingling at the zoo, the panda having the baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, because like my wife would even ask me, do I look pregnant? Like in, you know, three, four months into her pregnancy. What am I supposed to say to that, Susan? I just would say you look as beautiful as ever. Perfect answer, Rob. Perfect. Yes. Start for you today. <laughs> yes. Uh, you also say in line with that, never, ever, ever, never, ever, 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 never mention it anything about a woman's weight Uh, exactly and it's funny several of the topics that i feel like we're going to cover today happened to me during my pregnancies and so i'm like it is always good to review but yes in fact i have a quick story mike and i were singing for the lighting of the christmas tree here in noblesville and a city official elected official uh, had reference, he was like that I had really let myself go, <gasps> and I, I would, I didn't know what to say, and I, I, Micah said, well, you know, she's seven months pregnant, <laughs> and it was the most uncomfortable. Thing wow. <laughs> Micah was, he was like, you should share who it was. I was like, I am not doing that. Oh, no, you should totally tell us who it was. Name name and shame that person. Do it. Oh, golly, no, but it was really terrible. Uh, So, anyways, never mention anything about their weight. You know, other people, because I'm very petite, you know, so I'm 5'2", so there is just nowhere for it to go. So there would be times. And I gained a pretty normal amount of weight and pregnancy, but when you're small, there's just nowhere for it to go. So people would say, are you having twins? I mean, those are the things that you don't want to say. Always keep it very positive and uh, upbeat. Casey. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now I'm curious if I made a major faux pas because Rob's beautiful wife was in the station last week and I asked permission and I said, can I see if, can I touch the baby and see if the baby's moving? And she said yes, but I know some people will just go in for the feel. Where do we stand on this? 
No, Casey, you did it exactly right. Because you gave her the option if she didn't feel comfortable. So by asking, that was exactly what you should do. I had I had ran into somebody at the grocery store that literally just touched my belly when I was pregnant. And what? So that is don't want to do a total stranger like you know and that was very uncomfortable so yes it, i you handled that beautifully and it was a great example to the oh, listeners just God. ask beforehand why do people do that susan why do people just go up and touch random people's stomachs why would that ever be appropriate I don't know. They're just so enamored with new life, and it is a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, you really have to think about personal space and boundaries. <laughs> okay, now what about the name game? People always want to know uh, the sex. What are you going to name it? And what if you don't like the name? Do you tell the pregnant mother, oh, that reminds me of somebody from high school that I had a fight with once? Yes, don't ask too many questions, you know, especially really personal ones. You know, I had received some even about, like, what is your decision on breastfeeding? Those are all very personal things. So I would say, you know, keep it, let them share what they want to share about the pregnancy. And that includes horror stories. (laughs) I feel like uh, women sometimes it's like war stories, you know, just keep everything really positive. And if they want to know more details about your experience in delivery, um, let them be the one to kind of take the lead. Uh, Susan Beck with our guest. It's Mind Your Manners. We're talking about pregnancy etiquette. Uh, I I still can't. A, an, a, this is an elected official that told you you would let yourself go. I, I have to come back to that. I'm sorry. You, you, you in a, a person in elected office, I don't care whether they knew you, didn't know you. That seems like the absolute worst way to get a reoccurring vote. Gee, lady, you've let yourself go. Mm. Yes, it was terrible. Uh, I still am not going to mention their name on air, but I will text you after. But Michael calls him the Joe Biden of Noble. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, Susan, tell us about your very fabulous website, Bell of the Midwest, and what you do over there. Yes. So you can reach out to me as far as if you're looking for a speaker for a special event. I would love to join you to talk all things social graces, um, tea etiquette, um, social etiquette. And you can reach out to me through com, and you can also follow me on Facebook as well as Instagram, and I share lots of etiquette tips. But I also will be sharing some fashion. Um, so for all you ladies, Tom Ford was a famous designer, is a famous designer, and I loved his quote that he said, dressing well is a form of good manners. So we'll be wrapping some of that into the brand as well. Now, Susan, next uh, Monday, uh, coming up two days, I guess, two, what would that be? That'd be three days from now. Your husband is going to be here. He has a big announcement. I have narrowed it down to he is purchasing a Bucky's or a fireworks factory. <laughs> Am I in the ballpark of what this big I announcement is? Bucky's. <laughs> Same, Casey. They have the best pulled pork sandwiches. Do you know they sell bathing suits? You could get a Bucky's bathing suit for the summer with a little Bucky on it. It's pre- that place is pretty amazing. It is. It's, they have a little bit of everything. I think it's going to be a Bucky's, Rob. I think you're on to you something. Notice she doesn't want any part of the announcement. What it's going to be. She is. She is just the perfect, the perfect wife. Uh, mm. You're wonderful. Uh, Bell of the Midwest. B e l l e of the Midwest. dot com. Susan Beckwith. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. And thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jason. And thank you for joining us today. Have a wonderful weekend. And we're going to catch back up on Monday. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.